Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of At The Movies with Cash and Hightower. This is Cash here. And this is Hightower, coming to you live from Studio Hightower. I'm going to get that trending. I've been putting it on our social media platforms. I want so I want Studio Hightower shooting up the ranks. We're trending on Yahoo by the end of the night. Yes, that's our game plan. All right, man, what are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about being well, enhancing our calm, and John Spartan's <laughs> attempts to take down Simon Phoenix. It's Demolition Man time. <laughs> that's right. Episode number 18, 1993's Demolition Man, starring Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, Sandra B, as I call her, because we're good friends. Sandy B. Sandy B, and uh, a host of other people, which we'll talk about, we'll get into. Yeah. There's some, uh, there's some, there's some great little uh, cameos here and there as well, so... Uh, I heard you had some stuff you wanted to kick off. I with. did, yeah, just a few things. So, ironically enough, we were talking about last week about your friend that had never seen the uh, end credits of Great Outdoors, the dancing and everything else. As we were listening to the episode, my wife goes, "Wait a minute, I don't. What are you talking about?" Oh no! I was like, "Are you serious?" So I paused the episode and pulled nah, it up, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh my goodness, Dan Aykroyd is just all over the place in this." I was like, yeah, he's uh, he's having a grand old time. So I enlightened her as to that. I was like, honestly, that was one of my favorite parts, like the first time I watched it. It is a like perfect like 80s ending to a movie. Oh, yeah. Just the like dancing. Just having a grand old time. Um, and so then great. Big Dave, super fan of the show, texted me and said, found out that the movie was supposed to take place in Wisconsin. Knew it. Good job, Dave. It's a fictional place because he said the same thing that you did, like Clare County is yeah, Michigan. Michigan, yeah. But he did say it was supposed to be set in Wisconsin. All right, I like it. And then the last thing, um, Jessica, I know we did the uh, bonus episode. She sent me a message, too, just saying thanks for, for covering the movies. And she used to work at a video store long ago, so she said her plan now was to try and send us stuff to stump us. Ooh, I like that. So I said, you are probably got a good chance, because <laughs> my wheelhouse of movies doesn't expand very often until sh- this show. So. I should have had you follow up with her uh, more with The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Like, oh, is it yeah. like one of her favorite movies? Or I didn't know. I didn't ask. I'll, I'll, I'll check her. Oh, Jessica, when sh- you hear this. Yeah. Were you trying to stump us, or is that like one of your faves? Because that's it, a super random movie. Is send it this way. Let me know. Or send it to the, to the show, so we can we can know. Let us know. But that's it. Yeah, I just wanted to get those few things out because if I didn't, I was going to forget. Cool beans. Cool. cool. All right. Uh, back to John Spartan. Yes. And Demolition Man. That's right. When was the uh, first time you saw this film? So, oddly enough, I don't know why. This is totally random. I can vividly remember uh, my sister was at some like party for her softball team, whatever, in high school. And I was a little kid, so like we didn't have a babysitter, so I had to go and hang out at this person's house. I still don't remember who it was, um, but they had on TV and it was on like TNT or something like that in the middle of the day. So I remember watching the end fight between those two at that point. And I was like, this movie is awesome. So I, I caught it probably all the way through a couple years later on TV. So middle school, you know, whenever you're not supposed to watch violent movies like that. So you were hooked. (laughs) Oh yeah. Immediately. Yeah. I remember I watched this for the first time at my friend James's house in like elementary school and uh loved it and you know like i think we were watching just because it was a you know cool action film with you know wesley snipes and stallone and sure i remember vividly on the second time i watched this probably a few years later that uh i had not picked up on the like 
a lot of like little nuances with the film. <laughs> like for instance, Wesley had been given all these traits, like mm-hmm. you know, through the cryogenic process. So that was really cool. The second time I watched it, because I was actually like, I was probably more mature enough to like pay attention to some of the finer points of the film. So it made it even cooler. And then to that point, I just like started, you know, I watch this movie all the time after that. I was telling my wife, because she had never seen it before this week, too. So we were watching it. She's like, so what is this? Like, is this like a usual Sylvester Stallone? I was like, yeah, in some regards. But I was like, it's actually kind of smart, too. Like, there's a lot of like, like you said, nuanced stuff, stuff under the radar that. There's a ton of those jokes, too, that are awesome. Exactly. Yeah. You just, you pay attention, you pick up on more and more each time. So, yeah, it's, um, I'm like you, like, you watch it and I. I remember watching it in like middle school and high school, and then I got to college, and I, it was one that I just was like, I didn't watch it regularly. And then my buddy Joel, we were talking something at baseball practice one time. He's like, "Hey, be well, Cash." And I was like, "Wait, was that?" I was, I was like, "Are you talking about using the seashells and be stuff well. like that?" And he's like, "Oh yeah." So we, yeah, we be we bonded well. over that. <laughs> the three seashells. I did some research on that. Did you also do? No, that's okay, I was, that was actually going to be one of my questions. For I got you. some. I have information when we get there. Okay, about, perfect. About the three seashells. Perfect. That's bothered me for years. It, uh, trust me, my wife is like, okay, do they ever explain the seashells? Is like, no, they don't. Yeah, I, this has been like a hot topic for many, many years, and this must have been a somewhat recent interview because I remember I had researched before, and Stallone apparently is on a record now. Okay. Of like whoever like re- like I think there were script rewrites, but whoever wrote that thing in there. There is like apparently Stallone had like inside info, or he could just be BSing. But well, either way, I want I want to hear it when we get there. Yeah, when we get there, I have some information to share. Excellent. All right, you want to jump into it? Yeah, basically, um, open up. It's uh, L.A. in 1996. It's basically Escape from L.A. It is. Yeah, it's, I was uh, immediately <laughs> with everything on fire, and I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what Sly's uh, penchant for wearing berets are. Um, he 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 loves doing it, but. I can remember too, like the first time I saw this all the way through, they're flying in on the helicopter and he's, you know, up there, you know, send a maniac to catch a maniac and <laughs> jumps off just screaming, Phoenix! <laughs> what it's, he does it in Rocky Four too. Like it just, it yeah, always makes Drago. the movie better if you scream the bad guy's name. Yeah, this is awesome. And like, you're right, the beret, like when you see this character, you're like, oh, it's the expendable Stallone. Yep. It's like, this is, I feel like this was like in his mind, even at that time. Because Wesley Snipes kind of pulls a bunch of like bad guys, and he's got like mm-hmm. Ventura and a couple other like kind of notable guys he's seen before. It kind of I feel like it's like oh man, this, I feel like I feel like the wheels were already turning. I think so too. And the more like, I watch movies with him, because I was kind of once we decided to watch this, I got in a sly mood. So I watched Cobra, I watched Cliffhanger. Oh, God, I was fantastic. I, w- I was all about it this week, and I'm like I feel like his Expendables guy. He's just like I want an amalgamation of all of my characters that aren't Rocky. That's right. <laughs> But they we like so they're flying in and they start talking about like you know why are we even going in here it's like well there's a bus full of thirty passengers that you know we need to try and rescue them and then typical you know Sly jumps in like basically bungee jumps down to a roof from the helicopter yeah. and just single handedly takes out I don't know how many people well you know what? it's funny because I that's really funny you say that because I was like he kills a couple people right off the, right out of the gate and I was like oh okay I'm gonna keep a I'm gonna keep count how many people he kills yeah. And then after those two people he kills, he just like incapacitates them. He okay. Miss. So he actually only killed two dudes. Oh, okay. Like I jinxed it. I was like, oh, I'm gonna start counting. But you're right. He like beats the crap out of like a ton of dudes on his way to find 
to find him. I was like shocked by that. And my, yeah. I remembered him like killing a bunch of people, but he only kills the first two guys. I, wow. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I mean, obviously they end up, we'll talk about here in a second. They die anyway, probably right. from the explosion, that's true. but he did not do. Okay. That's wow. true. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. You brought that up. I appreciate you. Yeah. He's not, uh, he's not a mass murderer. I then. was going to get the kill count for you. And then, <laughs> and then I jinxed it. And that was, there were no, well, I mean, deaths. there's probably, there's more we can add to it later. So that's fine. Very true. <laughs> and then we cut to, uh, Simon Phoenix, played by Wesley Snipes, doing some nose candy and uh, right. just being just over the top, a crazy bad guy. And I'm I'm here for it. Like, I love how he is in this movie. Dude, I love his like just style in this film. Like he just I feel like they were like, all right, you got to like set yourself, you know, apart as like you got to be like a different villain. Yeah. He's like, I got you covered. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm, gonna wear this. I'm picking up what yeah, you're putting. I'm going to like bleach my hair. I'm going to like put this crazy jacket on i'm gonna wear these beetlejuice pants yep and uh yeah let's do it two different color con- yeah different color contacts <laughs> that's right that's a great touch yeah. i love the uh to like when he d- so he does the, of course they open up on him doing the cocaine but then like they pan real quickly past this table and there's like a box or carton of cigarettes like a bunch of pills, pills stuff like yeah. just really trying to <laughs> this is a bad guy yeah he's, he's dealing drugs their fight scenes too like they're they're really well done. And like, I think there's really good choreography in the fight scenes. Um, they both obviously get their one liners in throughout the entire movie too, but yeah. it's, I don't know. I like all of their fight scenes, like even watching it back this week, I feel like they hold up really well. They look, you know, pretty brutal and, and relatively realistic for what they do to each other. Yeah. Like Snipes is like a, you know, martial artist, like by trade or not by trade, but he's like, you know, he like that's 90%. That's him doing those yeah. kicks and stuff, which is impressive. You can tell too, like what the later on the scene when they're in the museum and he's doing those kicks against the glass, like mm-hmm. that's clearly those are working kicks. Yeah, those are <laughs> those those are, kicks. I'm sorry. And that's like a, he did a high kick on yeah. one of those man. I was like, damn. But he uh, again, you know, you got to make it over the top, so that cuts into those containers of gas, and right. he's gonna he's gonna blow things up. <laughs> and again, you know, what makes it better than anything else? They get in the fight. Spartan knocks him out, throws him on his shoulders, screaming as they come out. Their C four, the building just goes, blows up to just smithereens. Oh my god! I just, I love these movies whenever they go over the top like this too. You know what's crazy is that so when he comes out of the building, you know, blah blah, the like police captain is yelling at him Uh, or chief, whatever. So like he's dressed up like that. I thought he was like you know special forces or some type of yeah black ops or I don't know you know some yeah. He's a freaking police detective. Yeah, I know. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> just if you're any like, you need to be giving this guy commendations for going into a war zone and just by himself, like single handedly trying to do this. I was thinking the same thing. Like, he looks like he's a part of a tactical, yeah, like, right. se- like SEAL team or SWAT or something. Just yeah, he's an expendable, but he's actually a police detective, which really that, that yeah. shocked me. He's uh, Stallone's got that penchant for playing roles where he gets chewed out by his detectives. Right. Though I mean. Yeah, it is a kind of funny how they immediately just like go in on him. I, mean, I guess probably this major explosion. I mean, I guess that's yeah. probably not good, but I mean, to be fair, the place around it didn't look great anyway. So, no. I mean, yeah, they definitely didn't give him any time to like hear his side of the story. And <laughs> so this, you know, the, obviously it comes back a little bit later, but you know, where's the bus full of kids? Like, I don't know, he stashed them somewhere else and then oh, there's bodies everywhere. They're all over the place. So, Spartan gets framed for Right. Which we, you know, spoiler alert, I, I guess I should have said because they didn't outright say this at the beginning, but he uh, ends up getting framed for it. So this is why he gets put into cryo prison. 
I feel like we just watched a Stallone movie where he was framed. I know, right? That's what he does. And then there's yeah. Locked Up or Talk. what? Oh, yeah, that's right. I think so. He doesn't get framed in Cobra, though. Does he get framed in Stop or My Mom Will Shoot? <laughs> I don't think so. Not Definitely not in Rhinestone Cowboy. Oh, so. boy. <laughs> I tell you what, too. Like, every time I watch this, the... The cryo prison stuff, like obviously, you know, it's 93 when this movie came out. So the special effects are, I think, decent for the time. Like they look yeah, pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. But I can't watch a free someone going into freezing without thinking of Austin Powers. Yes, it definitely. Wow. It's funny because Austin Powers came second. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was I'm right there with you. That's so funny. You said that. I just the whole time, and then obviously, like later on when they're t- when he thaws him out, like oh he's he's finishing thawing out. So then I'm just saying evacuation come 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 <laughs> evacuation come. That might be the best joke in the entire film. Yes, agreed. Um, so yeah, he gets frozen, and then basically, you know, they they set it up, say whatever they're not eligible for parole. So then we go through all the title cards. So this is something that wait, hold on, I, let me share oh, something. Yes, yes, the go date for it. he was frozen on was November twentieth. 1996. Okay. Do you know what happened on that date, November 20th in 1996? November 2096. I, I, I yeah. saw that on the on the in the movies. I went and like looked it up. No, I don't. Uh, trick question. Nothing. <laughs> I couldn't find a darn thing. So it was not a special day. I was hoping it'd be like so and so was born, or you know, like this. You know, this like tragedy happened. There was actually. I take that back. There was like a building fire in like Hong Kong on that oh, date, okay. but nothing uh, in this nation. You need one of those plaques like on this site and no, 1996, no. nothing right. happened. I went to like several of those and I couldn't find anything. I was like, come on. Someone had to have been born or died or something. So we, after, after they freeze them though, and then we see the, the screen says 2032. How depressing is it that we're closer to 2032 than 1996? Wow. That's great point yeah great point at least i feel like they got it right though in 2032 everyone's still driving cars yeah that's true i mean i and the self-drive thing is definitely feasible with all the cars and stuff that they have now that like parallel park and do everything else so police cars have they have teslas they were much uh they were much closer on their prediction than back to the future 2 was that's right freaking hoverboard i still want that hoverboard flying flying cars everywhere yeah bummer um but this is where we get to meet uh, Lelina Huxley, Sandy, Sandy B, as we like to call her Sandy on the show. B. Um, yeah, does the video call and just really, man, she's desperate for some for some police action here, actual police work. Yeah, she's uh, she loves the '90s. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. She needs to watch that VH1 series. I love the I '90s. I love the '90s. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I love the '90s. <laughs> I mean, Part I love road. I love the '80s is by far better, but yeah. the '90s was pretty solid. Yeah, well. I mean. 80s night yeah 80s probably the 90s right behind it so there's I, and that's not a uh, it's not a coincidence that our show primarily deals yeah, with we, 80s and 90s yeah, movies right. we get those yeah <laughs> we great decided show. to pick the best decades <laughs> youtube it great show <laughs> so this was something else too i just i'm i'm you know trying to watch this just picking up <clears> on <throat> things and not even necessarily pick up on something but that graffiti machine goes off like and all I can think, I don't know why, was that scene in uh, Naked Gun, like whenever they're watching those guys spray paint at the at, oh, towards the beginning, yeah, and the he's lab. like, here, watch this. Yes. <laughs> Hold on a minute, Frank. I just got to show you something else. <laughs> <laughs> what a, uh, I, yeah, and then, like, well, we, and we talk about, too, so, it, you know, 
underneath it's just kind of quick hit but edgar friendly played by dennis leary like they're watching yeah. trying to scout for food i didn't remember leary showing up so quickly yeah but he does he's, he's like in the first 20 30 minutes of the film i know it's pretty quick too and they you know obviously setting things up like trying to have a little bit of mystery about it but his uh did you ever hear his song a hole it's it's that's, i mean that's what it's called i don't think so so he goes on a rant a little bit later in the movie that yeah. like 100% if you ever YouTube it or whatever like that's I know that was his thing. Yeah. His yeah, he always he was like a ranter. Yeah. That was part of his shtick. He's I think he's well well placed in this role too. Like I think yeah, he, he's good. I think he does a good job, especially he's not I wouldn't say a like powerhouse actor by any stretch, but this is no. like we talked about with Ackroyd last week. Like this is uh this is kind of a wheelhouse leery area. Yeah, especially cuz he's pretty I feel like he was Probably pretty unknown. Well, I mean, not unknown, but yeah. more of like a comedian. Yeah. The angry comedian at this time wasn't really necessarily an actor, whereas now he's got all these. Yeah. What no was he had that? He had that. Oh man, was that fire? Oh, rescue me! Rescue me! Mm-hmm. And like he's, you know. I think he's, he's that saber tooth tiger in every all those Ice Age. Oh movies. yeah. He's supposed. To, I think he's supposed to be in another show on Fox starting soon or something like that. Something family. Yeah, he's got. Oh yeah, he is. There's a family like a. It's, I think it's Jay Baruchel or whatever his name is too. He's in about. it. That his name keeps coming up. I, Jay Baruchel. Yeah. But this. Uh, <laughs> be well, we, be well, Jay. Yeah, be well. Um, then we get Irwin. I didn't realize that was his name, but Rob Schneider. <laughs> Making copies. Making copies. This is probably right at peak SNL Rob Schneider, wasn't it? Yeah, it has to be. 93. Gosh, what movie were we watching? We were watching that movie on the way back from the tournament. And Brooks saw Rob Schneider. I'm trying to remember. Oh, we were watching one of the Muppet movies. Oh. And he he shows up. Oh, okay. And Brooks is like, hey, it's the guy from Surf Ninjas. I was like... (laughs) Yeah. That's a good way to remember him. Yep, that's right. He's always deuced big low to me. <laughs> I can't help it. Yeah, I don't know what like his defining yeah. role is for me. It's pretty much the same. Yeah, it's right. It's usually the same thing, but I just remember him as the SNL guy, mostly. Yeah. Making copies. So he he and the uh, chief, George Earl, which Bob Grun- Gunton, which the only reason I bring him up is just I want to mention Ace Ventura when nature calls. <laughs> Oh, he's the bad guy. Yeah. He's the, he, oh, he's one the, of like the animal. The guy with the animals. Or yeah. Not the owner of the house, but the guy with the bird, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There we go. Neither does my cave. <laughs> I know what to do with tough guys. <laughs> <laughs> and this, t- like, so this is where we hear, you know, she's obviously like, I just want some, I want some real action. And they both get on her like, oh, you, you know, you're stuck in a, you, you like the 20th century or whatever. But, you know, they mention something. Or I can't remember. She's, sw- yeah, she swears or something. Then we find out you can't swear. Yeah, the cussing fines. So I'd be, in, I'd be in trouble. Yeah, everyone would be. I have a bit of a potty Hey, mouth. speaking of Ace Ventura, did you see Roger Predactor in this film? Roger Predactor. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like the like heavy set. Yeah, yes, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I was, yeah, that's, I was like, <laughs> so we got the first and second one represented that's in this right. one. Yeah. Miami Dolphins that's uh, right. general manager or whatever he was, <laughs> operations manager. Oh, God. Yeah. I um, love that guy. Because this was a year before Ace Ventura, wasn't it? Ace Ventura, <clears throat> Ace Ventura was 94? Yeah, I think that so. sounds right. Because I think it was like Mass, Dumb and Dumber, yeah. and Ace okay. Ventura all year before. Interesting to think about it that it's way. Like damn animal rights activist groups. That's who it's, it is. <laughs> right. He's also in. Uh, you ever watch Bosch on Amazon? Uh uh-uh. uh Ooh, great. Good, good stuff. Great show. I okay. read all the books as well. So okay. 
but you don't have to read them because the show is just fantastic. My okay. dad, my dad's into them. I will have to give that. I know I haven't even. It's like a police drama, cop drama, LA cop cops. Drama. It's pretty good. So, do you think that this movie is in the same universe as Miss Congeniality, or do you think it's a totally different one since Benjamin Bratt's in it too? I know it is. I thought about that too. It's very distracting. It, it's like a young. Like no, it's like a nothing Benjamin Bratt role. Yeah. So I'm gonna say it's not in the same universe, but it is very distracting now. Like looking back and seeing them in the same film. And they're both police officers in this too. Oh, like, weird. Yeah, it's right. Shoot. I I don't know, man. I I I'd like to think so, but I I, I probably not because. What if it's like Benjamin Bratt's like, like uh, grand? So the character in the film's grandpa mm-hmm. is Benjamin Bratt and Miss Congeniality. Okay. And Sandra B, same thing. Like her grandma is it's possible. Sandra and Miss Congeniality. Yeah, it could be. Maybe. It's a little bit more of a stretch than our other crossovers that we had. But mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I totally forgot to ask. Did you try and find any YouTube clips of... Uh, I sure did. And there's the only there's one out there. We're talking about Goldie and the Bears. Yeah. There's only one out there, and it's like a commercial. It's like an ABC commercial. Like, you know, like this, you know, yeah. this season on ABC, like... The tiniest little clip of a show, but there's no like actual footage of the show. I couldn't find anything either. Like the only thing I came up were like kids animated, like yeah, here's Goldie, Goldilocks, yeah, yeah, Goldilocks, something or other. Right, because of that stupid play on the three yeah. bears thing. I want the only thing I can think of is that they filmed the pilot and it didn't get picked up, mm-hmm. and that's probably what happened. It wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, there is nothing, nothing out there. So we go, yeah, we go from that just basically. Sandy getting there and like, oh, you know, you're obsessed with stuff. So then Simon Phoenix has his parole, which, I mean, I guess you have to have a parole date, but with somebody with this kind of rap sheet, yeah. should he even have a parole? Yeah, it's weird that they, well, I guess we find out later. It was That's put, true. It was put in motion by That's true. Cocteau. Cocteau. <laughs> and uh, yeah, escapes and gets three MDKs. Murder, death, kill. Murder, death, kill. Murder, death, kill. That's the most annoying thing about the film. Yeah. I, uh... I, and I think it w- what was so jarring for me when I saw it on TV, obviously, from when I watched it on DVD or whatever I watched it on first, there's some, like, that eye, <laughs> he rips that dude's yeah. eye out, and I'm like, oh, this is... It's a good move. I forget it's a little graphic in some spots. Yeah, the old, like, rip out the eye and use the scanner trick. I liked it. It's a good, it's a good little... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Trope. So he escapes, the police officers are, you know, freaking out because they're not equipped to handle this, and he takes, he kills another <laughs> doctor in the parking lot and yeah. takes off, too, and his car. they're like, oh, we're, you know, is it trackable? So they, I, <laughs> this scene always cracks me up when he goes to that, it's like an ATM, oh, like. Are you going to bring up the joy, joy feelings? Yeah, I love the, God, I love the, you know, this, bring joy, joy feelings to everybody around you, like throws them away. Just the whole scene of that guy looking for emotional support and then Phoenix, like him hamming it up. And then the police officer surrounding him and like, I don't right. know, this whole scene cracks me up. Well, I thought of you with the joy, joy feeling. Cause it makes me think of Ren and Stimpy. Happy, happy, joy, joy, happy, happy joy, joy. Like <laughs> what year is Ren and Stimpy? Now, Ren and Stimpy started in 91. Okay. So that totally could be a, yeah, it has to be joy, joy feelings. Like, yeah, no one, that's true. No one talks like that. It's no. gotta be a Ren and Stimpy. And they and like any movie that's set in the future, they always try and throw like something goofy in the verbiage, well, yeah. or whatever. So well, you know, enhance just, your calm and yeah, just like be well. But yeah, old school like TV jingles are like popular music in in the future. Yeah, no kidding. Like that's we were watching that too. My wife was like, "What 
she said that I thought they said it was an oldie station. I was like, that's the joke. Like yeah. they say it's oldies, but it's not really. <laughs> that's awesome. We've run out of music. But the, yeah, the you know the joy, joy feelings, and then he uh, basically is possessed, and he starts like typing on that. I guess it's computer type thing, and that's right. He's a coder. Finds out, you know, you need to kill Edgar Friendly, and you know what do <laughs> how do I approach the maniac? Approach him with a firm tone and tell yeah, him to lie right. down with his hands behind his back and <laughs> f off. You know, just <laughs> yeah. I he takes them all out too, and like they're all you know. Rob Sh- is like, "We're police officers. We're not trained to deal with that level of violence." <laughs> just he is having a blast with us. At this point in the film, too, I just like it. Just like takes me back to like being a kid watching this, and like I had no idea. That like he was supposed to go kill Dennis Leary, but like I'm just loving Wesley Snipes beating up all these cops. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> awesome and sticks that whatever stick into the one. They're like he blows up and they all freak out about it. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> hey, we should talk about this too. So then we, you know, Doctor Cocteau's talking to whatever that board about you know the real problems Edgar Friendly and his bad miscreants. But this mm-hmm. is our gl- second Glenn Shaddix movie on the that's right on the uh, podcast. What was here. his name? Odo or Udo? Oh, so. Ovo? Otho. Otho. There mm-hmm. we go. Way, way off. Yeah. Yeah, Otho. He's uh, Associate Bob. Associate Bob, yeah. that's And that's what he's listed <laughs> at. That's what he's billed as. That's, that cracks me up. Great character name. Do you remember? I can't re- I looked it up, and I didn't write down. So they're talking, you know, they go back to the police quarters, and they're like, you know, how, how was this guy brought down? And that guy, the older guy, um, that's like, it was with Spartan. I can't remember his actual oh, name. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jacob Lam- or Lamb. His last name is Lamb. Is it okay? Because he's been in a ton of stuff too. He's like, the helicopter pilot at the beginning. And yeah, then the, and then he's like the old guy at the desk. But he's the one that tells him like Spartan was the one that ended up catching him too. And then like they play the old clips of. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they got that footage from uh, Perrette, You know, whenever he had his closed circuit. Oh, maybe. Callback. That's right. That little girl too. Like, <laughs> was it totally necessary? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Good stuff, man. But, um, yeah, so then they finally decide, like, all right, well, they're going to thaw him out because Cocteau gives authority to, you know, do whatever you need to to try and capture him. So they thaw him out, and then this is where we find out, like, we're talking about the seashells. So The three seashells. That's right. They all make fun of Sylvester for not knowing what to do with the three seashells. So, yes. like I said, this has been, like, a pretty, like, you know, pretty hot topic for many, many years. I remember listening to an old podcast covering this film and they had this that was like the big question at the time and so i know it's been a recent interview because they had this information wasn't provided at that time so i saw an interview with stallone and he says the idea like i guess he talked with the writers but anyway the idea is that you would use two shells for a like scooping mechanism okay and the third shell to like clean like to like scrape you know, or that just clean sounds up. so painful. It sounds painful, but also just like not efficient, right? Like, no, not at yeah, all. It's, people from the future are dumb. Maybe their diets are so that yeah. you wouldn't need like there wouldn't be. I don't know. With everything that sounds like it's banned, it's probably That's right. well, it's only eating Taco Bell. Yeah, no kidding. Well, and you can't have salt <laughs> or red meat or whatever else they talk about. Yeah, and plus, like if the, if so, you know, not to not to go down this path, but since you mentioned that, so if. If it's for scooping, I mean, there's a 100% chance you're going to get some on your hand with a seashell. So I think he's just BSing because I also read another article where it was like the guy, uh, one of the writers was like, I got to make this something like something different, you know, like something, you know, weird. Where yeah. So he called like another writer 
who's a friend of his and like he was in the bathroom and like he like was looking around the bathroom and like saw shells mm. as decorations. I feel like that that theory holds a lot more. So water. yeah, I think it was meant to be just like a you know red herring. I yeah, I just I, I've always wondered that too. So at least there's something. I yeah, mean, the three shells though, like you can reference the three shells and a lot of people get it, which makes me happy. Uh, yeah, that's that's a big pickup too. Um, like it's like I said when my buddy and I Joel were talking about this movie, I was like, oh, you you bring the seashells or whatever and go to the bathroom. So <laughs> it, it's it's nice whenever somebody actually picks up on what you're putting down with that's that. Right. So yeah, they thaw him out, and Spartan kind of gets his. Uh, gets acclimated with the future the way it is and <laughs> high-fiving Roger Pedactor and that's right fi- figuring out he can't swear, which I love that. You know, he goes over to the starts cussing up a storm and getting on his side. I don't have to worry about the seashells. <laughs> the uh, the whole, like, non, the not high-fiving because mm-hmm. like, of germs and stuff, like, really hits home. Like, yeah, I know. Now, in today's world, they should have uh, been wearing masks or something. I know, right? It's crazy. They... Uh, I, I've seen a couple, like someone wrote like a legitimate, and it's been a while ago since I've read this, but someone wrote something like Demolition Man was so far ahead of its time with all the stuff that it predicted about the future and blah, blah, blah. I was like, I mean, yeah, there's some coincidences, but I feel like that's pretty steep being like this is a... I wish all restaurants were Taco Bell. Yeah, no kidding. I'm on that bandwagon. Well, and I, so I want to know, now that you mentioned that, I want. I there was one of the questions I had. So like, they're all Taco Bell. I understand she's like they, they survived the franchise wars. So is every Taco Bell the same, or is every Taco Bell different, but just named Taco Bell? See, I think it's like a. It's actually a great question, but I would assume there's a little bit of variance, like when okay. you get like into different regions. Yeah. Like you know, if you go to a, like McDonald's down south, you know, there's a little bit different. Yeah, you know, that's options. true. I mean, you're always going to have your nuggets, you know, and your, yeah. your Big Mac. But I feel like if you, uh, you know, you're traveling to different areas of the. Yeah. Of or the, if you uh, ask for a sweet tea in the South, they just laugh at you. They're like, what, you want extra sugar? Because you only. <laughs> yeah, I, right. I, 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 Dad um, has been. We were, or we were out to eat one time and Dad said, I want a sweet tea. She's like, what, you want more sugar in it? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll have a man tea. <laughs> So, yeah, they go back and forth, and again, Spartan gets thawed out and immediately gets chewed out by the police chief. Um, you know, he hadn't even really done anything yet. Yeah, seriously. They're just on him, you guy's, know. Guy's a jerk. White on rice. Um, but then, you know, they're like, well, we've we've just, or the computer's run a simulation, and he's going to set up a new crime syndicate or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, nope, he's going for a gun, and which we found out earlier whenever he was typing through, like trying to figure out. So that's what he was doing, so. This, I, I love it. So he goes into the museum. Phoenix goes into the museum, finds the gun, and try, tries to break that glass. And he's like, how much do you weigh? He throws that guy through the window and just grabs the gun. That's like, awesome. This whole, again, the, the interactions between Stallone and Wesley Snipes are fantastic throughout the entire movie. Like, they clearly had a blast just going back and forth with these one-liners at each other. I agree. It's fun. That's a great scene where he throws that guy through the, through oh, yeah. the glass. but. Right before he does that, he's like salivating. The camera only shows you him looking at like an old like Winchester style rifle, like mm-hmm. an old like you know like like an old rifle from mm-hmm. some old war. I'm just like, why is he excited for all these old weapons? Like, but then obviously he like finds right. you know sawed off shotgun and he's got some other stuff. But wait, yeah. wait a minute, this is the future. Where are all the phaser guns? That's yeah, right, phaser <laughs> guns. That's great. Dude, during this, this while he's in the museum and he's being chased around by Spartan, I get some serious uh, Batman 66 Joker vibes from 
from Phoenix. Oh yeah. Like when he's doing that, like, I would, Oh my God. So I'm, I, I was thinking the same thing. Like he, I thought the exact same thing. He was cackling and just, yeah, dude, it was a hundred percent like Batman 66 Joker. So there's one part too, when they, so they, they're battling up above or whatever. And then, um, Stallone shoots that like light fixture out and then he falls down and then they're battling in like the urban, whatever warfare thing. Like he hits him one time and then like snipes is backpedaling and like his back, his leg hits the hood of that car, and then he like flips over back. Like, there's some stunts in movies. I'm like, that just looks painful. Like, yeah. that's always every time I see him. Like, oh god, that looked like it hurt. There were several, kind of like, yeah, like uh, stunts like that, like where like the physics were like, kind of a little bit off. Like people like flying around like in weird ways, yeah. which, which actually were really cool. But yeah, there was some. And it's weird to think about that was actually probably Snipes doing it, too. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. And, well, that's funny. You said, like, the physics thing, like that scene after the cops try and apprehend him at that whatever machine. And then he stomps the, yes. the glass. And then he, like, throws that guy, yes. like, 40 feet. Right. So he's like, he's like a super, get the super soldier serum. So I don't know if you picked up on this or not, too. So how, how familiar are you with Batman Forever? Uh, I don't know, a little bit familiar. So, like, some of the music whenever those two fight sounds very similar to me in mm. from Batman Forever, especially later in the movie. I would not, I mean, was it Seal, Kissed by a Rose? It was not Seal, no. <laughs> That's all. It was not Seal. That's all I know. It was It was not Sting either, even <laughs> though. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I'm your desert rose. <laughs> um, Yeah, I didn't even realize, too, like, Again, I'm bouncing all over the place. Sorry, but this movie just—I'm I'm a big fan of a lot of aspects of this Bounce movie. But, um, so I didn't realize when I was younger that Sting wrote a song for this movie. Well, doesn't the song is old, right? Isn't oh, there? is it that? Okay, I, I wasn't think he sure. Read, but I think I think he. Oh, gosh, now I'm forgetting. I'm getting this confused. I think, I think he had the song. Is it called Demolition Man? Yeah, yeah. I think it's an old song. Is it? And then, like, they chose that title of the film. I don't think it was because of the song. Yeah. And then Sting, like, re-recorded it or something. So it's so weird, too, because, like... Or maybe someone else wrote it. But he definitely... Had, there's, like, a, there's like two versions of it. Yeah. Well, and the... Ver- so, oddly I'll enough... I'll have to look it up. I, I didn't know it was a thing until I was playing one of the Guitar Heroes. And there's a live version of it, which I absolutely love. Like, I remember playing that all the time, wearing it out. So... I remember I watched it again after playing Guitar Hero, and I heard that. I was like, this version sucks. <laughs> I did not like it one bit. That's awesome. Okay. Sorry. So we bounced around. all. So anyway, where we left off, yeah, they were they were fighting in the museum. Um, so they, you know, go back and forth. They each get their licks in, whatever, and um, Phoenix escapes, and he climbs out through that hatch, and, like, I don't I guess that Cocteau and Associate Bob are just kind of going to survey what's going on since the alarms are going on, but they conveniently kind of pull up at the museum, and then we get the first inkling that something's amiss there because Phoenix climbs out of that overhead and goes to shoot him and can't shoot him, and Cocteau's kind of trash-talking him, for lack of a better term. kind of like can't handle it. This guy is like smarmy in, on screen and off. Like yes. you can just tell he's like probably a turd in real life. Oh yeah. Apparently he didn't get along with Snipes and Stallone on set. I I feel like Stallone, not necessarily in later years, but I feel like I, there's lots of reports from like 80s and 90s of people button heads with him. It seems like. Well yeah, I mean he wanted to like he was like you know when you get all those alpha males in the room and yeah. at the same time it's probably similar to being like on a football 
like an NFL football locker oh, yeah. room. Like, you know, those guys that like want to be in charge. And I could totally see Stallone. I mean, I, any actor. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially 80s, 90s. Like, I could see that. He's Yeah, he was such a box office draw. And Snipes was... Was this before or after White Men Can't Jump? I can't remember. It should be after, right? I feel like I feel, that was right after Major League. Yeah, because that was early, early. Not that 93 isn't early. But anyway, like, Snipes, obviously, can, you can tell, like, having a pretty good career so far and things are going in the right direction. Oh, yeah. As soon um, as I saw Major League, I was I was in the Wesley Snipes fan yeah. club. So, I, I mean, I guess I could see him not getting along. But, yeah, I got cocktails a turd. Turd sandwich. Yeah. White man can't jump. 92. 90. Okay, so the year before. All right. Also, I did a little research on the side here while you were talking. Yes. Sting wrote the song Demolition Man back in 81, which was performed by Grace Jones. Oh, okay. But then later performed it for the soundtrack. Okay. Fun fact. Well, there we go. Just sprinkling in some knowledge the more you know. Boo yeah. <laughs> hey, how about that uh, Schwarzenegger Presidential Library? I swear. <laughs> He was president? <laughs> yeah, it was like the 61st Amendment or whatever. Right. Started, like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, we got like we got a lot of amendments coming out before. I uh, no kidding. There's not much time. And this was uh so this was the same time too cuz Last Action Hero was 93, 94, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. And they do that kind of similar like flip-flop where Stallone's yes. Oh, I love him. Yeah, I loved him in Terminator. <laughs> this is one of his best roles like I love that they didn't work together up until the Expendables movies. Yeah, but they were just taking shots. And they at were each yeah, other. just taking jabs at one another too. I love it. It's one of Jackie Chan too. I love it. Yeah. This, which Sloan and him were also friends, but Yeah. One during the uh the scene where uh Snipes is getting the weapons too, he, he makes a question like, you know, thanks Rambo too, like Yes, that's right. He's always at least Stallone's willing to poke fun at his own characters too. Did you know that Stallone actually wanted Jackie Chan to be the Simon Phoenix character? No, I did not. You think this film would have been better or worse with Jackie Chan? Worse. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That's N- and no that's brainer. no disrespect to Jackie Chan. Agreed. Just totally. Yeah, it would have been totally different. I just yeah. I mean, I guess it would have been a different character, but the way that this movie, like the tone of this movie, mm-hmm. Stallone and Snipes are one hundred percent perfect for how this movie is I set agree. up. It's like I feel like it would have been like, well, maybe not more serious, but I mean, like Snipes is such a like good tongue in cheek bad yeah. guy. He's got like good quips and yeah. But also like badass, like he like makes you believe he's definitely gonna kick your butt. But yeah, I just ja- I don't see Jackie Chan. I mean, I could see him being a bad guy. I mean, I, I yeah, could, that's, I, yeah, I could see it, but it's not. I don't. know. It's not the same. And then yeah, like I said, it's just I don't feel like he'd be able to like the one liner kind of way that Stallone's movies go. Like I just don't see Jackie Chan. I don't. I don't. I don't think I would enjoy it as much. I think it'd be okay, but it was. Just, it wouldn't be the same. That's a great point. Like Jackie Chan's just not a bad guy. Like he's yeah. just not a like. I mean, Jet Li came over, and he like kind of has a bad guy look. He kind of had like he looks more serious. Yeah. There's, Jackie can't Chan has like such a friendly like look and disposition, and like no one would ever buy him being a bad guy. No. So yeah, the, and then that's too like where they talk about. So after he runs Phoenix off. You know, join me at dinner at Taco Bell, and then this is where we. <laughs> she explains like Taco Bell survived the franchise wars or whatever. Yeah, so, baby. TB. I. <laughs> his sarcasm, you know, I said, "Oh, thank God, I came hungry." You know, and what do you what do you think about the future so far? Like, oh, you know, what? Yeah, I basically just like I says something about a burrito or no, not a. Was it yeah, a, he's yeah. like, yeah, at least I can get a burrito because I get a burrito. <laughs> and this whole scene, like, it goes about as well as 
you would anticipate, you know, just him crapping all over the way things are now. And what would you say if I called you a Neanderthal from times past or for blah, blah, blah? Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, the, when she's saying all that, Otho, or associate, oh, uh, yeah. his, his, like, his reactions are priceless. His, his name's Otho. It's okay. Yeah, we'll I'm not going to call him associate Bob, but yeah. Did <laughs> you, do you happen to know who was playing the piano during this scene no. and singing the Jolly Green Giant song? No. Who was it? Uh, MTV Sports' own Dan Cortez. Oh. He might be too young for, for that. I but. know the name, but I'm not. Dude, he was like a legend for like a couple years back in, remember when MTV was hot? He did. He was like the host for the MTV Sports stuff. And yeah. He just did all these cool, like he was a cool huh. dude. He was in like, he always played like in the rock and jock softball game back in MTV days. Mm-hmm. And I remember he did a, I remember vividly he he went to WWF and like did an MTV Sports with like Diesel, Kevin oh, Nash, nice. and like some of those guys. So yeah, it was really, but yeah, he was awesome for like a short window of time it was, well, it was probably perfect timing then yeah it was yeah dan Gordon, this is good to, and like i love his i didn't know he was a singer or he's not i mean it's probably not like you know he's not tr- showing true chops yeah. but he does a good job with the jolly green giants yeah i was gonna say it sounded like a legitimate singer like i didn't think it was somebody dan cortez baby okay i'm gonna have to look yeah, that look up. him up he was awesome i remember the name but like it's i just yeah very small window of time okay um so this is kind of another interesting thing too that <clears throat> I don't know they they talk about it a couple times and it's one of those things that I feel like maybe got left on the cutting room floor but when he thought we gets thought out he's like what happened to my wife she died in the earthquake mm-hmm. I've got a daughter mm-hmm. um and then he's talking about he was conscious and th- during this part of right. the the dinner scene he's like I was conscious my wife was banging on the glass on the on the ice or whatever and there's another little section here, like in a few minutes in the movie too. He talks about like trying to look up his daughter or something like that. Like right. I don't, they don't really, they bring it up, but they don't really talk about it enough. Which she was cut. Was it? Yeah. There's okay. They filmed her. She's she was a scrap. Okay. In like the in the original, yeah. So she was supposed to show up. I wonder because they reference her so much in the film. Yeah. Yeah. She was supposed to. She was supposed to come up later. I wonder if they cut it because this movie was close-ish to like two-hour runtime. So I wonder if they had to cut it down and they're like, well, maybe if we mention it and just make it seem like he's more human, I guess. You can actually see her. She's actually, um, her character is in the like siege on the scraps. You know, like when they go down there and like Wesley Snipes and the group came down and started shooting. Oh. There's a scene where he's protecting some random lady down there. Okay. And that's supposed to be her. Oh. But you don't know that because, like, all this. Yeah. I only, you know, I only know that because I've seen, like, the interviews with the old with the writers and stuff. But my first, actually, probably my second time watching this, I thought for sure Sandra Bullock was going to end up being his daughter. I or did, something. too. I thought that was going to be the whole tie-in. Like, I didn't realize. And she's like, I didn't know who my dad was, which I feel like. Yeah. I don't know. Obviously, it would have made it awkward here. When we're <laughs> I feel like the original script may have even had her. I mean. Maybe it would have been. It would have been interesting. They definitely would the, not have had the yes that that <laughs> this, yeah the intercourse scene. Yeah, the, that that's weird. Um, right. And this is also where we find out that Edgar Friendly and his crew are actually uh, just trying to get food. That's right. They're not actually. They're not terrorists. Yeah, they're not. They're not Neanderthals. They're not uh, whatever they call them. Did you see who one of uh, Edward Friendly's right-hand men were? Jack Black. He's, yeah, he's, he's only in that one scene. But yeah, it's a young Jack Black. Yeah. 
He, yeah, he's not in the, uh, like, if you blink and you miss him, basically. Supposedly, he had, like, a bigger role, too, that was, a lot of it was cut. Yeah. It's so funny, just, like, yeah, he's just, like, literally standing, like, beside him on the right. There's just so many, uh, we were talking about this before we started, there's just so many people that either have, like, a brief little, like, snippet in this movie, and this was 93, so it was before. Yeah, he wasn't anything. Yeah, like, they hadn't even done the Tenacious D show on HBO. He, he hadn't even he hadn't even been in Mars Attacks yet either, yeah. which he was like a young nobody in that. Yeah. Too. He yeah, but it's I don't know. This is an interesting little piece too, so you can tell like Spartan is his spidey senses are tingling about Cocteau anyway beforehand right. and then once he finds out that they're just trying to steal food, he's like, "All right, I need to I need to figure out more about this. But before we get to that, we get the confirmation of kind of our suspicions and Spartan suspicions that Phoenix is broken into Cocteau's place and That's rigged right. the lights or whatever. And, you know, Cocteau's like, oh, you have to kill Ill- Edgar Friendly. <laughs> illumination. Or what's it? Illuminate. Yeah, illuminate. illuminate. Deluminate. Is that even a word? <laughs> I always wondered when I, he says, like, you know, deluminate. Like, yeah, deluminate. I, I don't know. That's, that's weird. That ain't real. Um,. But yeah, this is also where he convinces him to thaw out some more criminals to help him right. hunt down Edgar Friendly. Which I feel like we'll talk about it, but you know Jesse Ventura being in this for like the body, he's in it, but only to look at barely. Yeah, like, I feel like his stuff had to have been cut too, because that's he, a wasted. Yeah, he had a fight scene with Stallone that was cut, but I mean, he doesn't even talk. Like no, I, I, you can hear him laugh a couple times. Yeah, I think maybe like the generic when they you know the rally the troops speech that he gives, but you know like a yeah or something like that. But he doesn't. I don't think he has any just yeah. regular speaking lines. That's a travesty. I agree. He was one of the best parts of Predator. Predator yeah, so he, like, I, almost, he almost stole the show. And he's this is right around the time of White Lightning too. <laughs> That's right, Major League <laughs> Two. That's right. Um. Yeah. So then this is the next part too after um. Phoenix and Cocteau have their little set to Spartan and uh, Lilina Huxley get back to their place. And this is that awkward intercourse yeah, thing, like which virtual reality, like sex scene thing where this always makes me uncomfortable. It's dude. It's cut like a, like a horror movie. Yeah. But like the way it's yeah cut edited together. It's yeah. It's super, which it's supposed to be like, yeah, you're supposed to have like a negative reaction to it. But yeah, it's, it is it like if, a kid were to walk in on that, they'd be terrified. They'd be like, Whoa. I think like when I was younger and I saw it, I was like, I didn't understand what was going on. Like I know for a fact, I didn't fully comprehend what was happening. And even as an yeah. adult, I'm still like, it's, yeah, it's bizarre. I'm good. I don't need this. <laughs> Actually the most like dumbfounding part of it is Stallone calling it, calling sex. The, hold on. I wrote it. I have it in my notes here. The hunka chunka. Oh yeah. Have <laughs> you ever hunka heard chunka. of the hunka chunka? <laughs> That's the only way I refer to it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we're going to have the hunk of chunk the of talk here. Chunka. <laughs> Sit your kids down and have the hunk of chunk of talk. <laughs> Dad, oh, Dad are you okay? <laughs> That's great. So I talk about random, too. So um, he gets that security feed from uh, whenever Phoenix and Cocteau uh, initially talk to one another. But, like, right before then, that lady calls on the video oh, conference. Yeah. It's and it's like just this some, naked lady yeah. out of nowhere. I'm like, what the? Like, doing some random nudity. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I don't know if they needed to. Quite strange. I don't know if they needed to pad something, but it's just it's really out of nowhere, and it's like two seconds. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, that was weird. But yeah, then we again he gets his suspicions confirmed. Like he sees that Phoenix had a gun on him, and also um, we don't get the explanation till the next day. But 
he starts you know knitting and crocheting and all that that's stuff right. that's right i love this i love this part of the, the movie i do too it's a great throw in how like when you're cryogenically frozen they can uh, they put this chip in you mm-hmm. and it can like give you skills whereas stallone gets the skill for he calls it being a seamstress yeah even though it's crocheting i believe right. or knitting, I think whatever I, it is i think it's yeah i don't know the differences but i feel like it's crocheting yeah um and whereas phoenix gets like all these like yeah. terrible like you know well not terrible like martial arts but he gets like all these yeah like hacking and all this crazy stuff so that's actually a really cool little element to the story i yeah i like that too we were when we were watching it my wife was like so what why is he doing this i was like so, and i was trying to explain it to her because she'd never seen it before and she was also putting our daughter down, so like coming back and forth in a couple different spots. I was like, "Here's what this is." She's like, "I don't know that I understand that." I'm like, just trust me, it works. Yeah. You know what else is weird is when he uh, has that list of bad guys he wants to join him. He talks about Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. But I wanted to be like you. Let's see. Okay, so this was ninety. Okay, so yeah, he would have known about Dahmer. Yeah. But uh, he clearly didn't do his research because Dahmer would have been a horrible soldier. He's not like a. Yeah. He's not a like you know like gun guy he's yeah like, i don't know he's a creepy loner who like would prey on right men at these bars and maybe be like um yeah it's like that's actually terrible scouting what like cyrus things. what is it cyrus from con air He'd be more like right, that yeah <laughs> exactly yeah oh wait cyrus is john malkovich you yeah. think you're talking about you thinking malkovich or oh no i'm thinking Bashimi. Steve Bashimi. yeah, yeah that guy yeah Bushimi's a perfect yeah. Dahmer type. He'd be more like that. Which yeah, that's not somebody you want on yeah, your you team. Right. If you're if you're looking, you know, guns and explosives, right? Dahmer's not your guy. Really, none of those right. uh, creepy serial killers are, are yeah. your kind of guy. You don't want their clubhouse cancers. <laughs> you don't want those guys on your team. <laughs> they're they're people that'll get in fights in the dugout. And <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so yeah, then we uh, that like you said, so we go from figuring all that stuff out. So once they figure out Phoenix had all those things programmed, they're like, you know, where is this at? Well, Cocteau Industries does it. So this is where uh, Spartan goes in and threatens Cocteau and is basically like, I know what you're up to and you don't have this guy under control. So he orders him to be back, put back in the fryo or cryogenic freezing too. But this, uh, they don't really show where they pick up Alfredo Garcia is his name, but Benjamin Bratt. Um, they don't really show where they pick him up, but then this is where they go underground. And right, I don't know. I don't know if I could handle a rat burger. I don't think I could. It doesn't. It just, yeah, it sounds pretty gross. It's how people get uh, coronavirus, probably. <laughs> That's how it started. Um, but yeah, this I, this whole scene of them going walking around down there and. Basically, Sandra Bullock starting to get on board with it, and Benjamin Bratt getting on board with it, and then de- this is where Dennis Leary has his little it's his rant. Yeah, like, I want to, I want to order this and have two buckets of gravy, or whatever, blah blah blah. Like this is totally like that was his shtick, and that's what he did. And, yep. But this, I, this is also where we get that brief little clip of Jack Black too. I think at one point, this is where you see him. His two seconds. Yeah. Scene. And, and again, too, like, so then Phoenix is down there, too. So the whole reason they go down there is to try and fi- find Phoenix. And Phoenix has all of his guys that were thawed out. And this is where we see Jesse, but. The body. Yeah, he's just sitting there on the side, still still a waste. But they have their uh, they have their little prep, you know, go get him kind of speech. And we got to take out Edgar Friendly and we got to take out Spartan or whatever. And then they have another showdown in the uh, in the underground area, just. I don't know. I, I feel like the action scenes in this movie, I, and I've talked about it before, even with the fighting, but I feel like the action scenes in this movie hold up really well. I love them. Yeah. 
these are super fun fights, all of them. Like, in, like towards the end, there's a bunch of them like stacked on top of each other, which like I have hardly any notes towards the end of the movie. Just yeah, I, I was I, me like, too. I was sucked in. I was trying to see like too if like there was more Ventura. I was like hope I was like man, I hope there's more like just you. like it's kind of cool. Ventura. He, ta- he takes out a cocktail later, but yeah, I mean like it's just I was hoping for more of him, but apparently he has like a big fight that got cut out. I will say this though. There's one thing I've noticed this, but this is a 80s 90s action movie trope anyway. This movie's runtime's a lot shorter if people actually take a few minutes to aim. Very true. Because Phoenix is climbing up that ladder after this underground scene, and Spartan just starts firing off shots at him. Like, just take like two seconds, and you can you can do this. And then Phoenix does the same thing later, which we'll talk about. Well, yeah, like they like they like snuck up in the underground area on those unsuspecting scraps and and Stallone and company, and they're just like firing wildly. Yeah, they shoot some sort of like you know missile or you know or. Oh yeah, the, RPG or something yeah. down there and it blows up stuff. But I mean, it's like, dude, you like you could have just been like, all right, on the count of three, like, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> everyone just take someone out. But well, and the and when they're in the museum too, and like Phoenix is hiding behind that little kiosk thing, and he like pops around the corner and shoots like, <laughs> right? It just take like four seconds, just aim yeah. proficiently, father. Um, <laughs> but they also like this is a. I think it's a pretty cool little like car chase action scene too. So yes. they, the Spartan and Lelina Huxley steal the, why well not steal, but they take the 1970s car, or whatever that was down in the underground and chase after Phoenix who took off in the cop car. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good little action scene too. And it was good. They, they do a good job. So I wonder too, I almost wonder if this foam idea, whenever he wrecks the car and the foam that's... encapsulates him, I feel like that's, that's not a bad idea. I feel like I've seen that before. I'm trying to remember if it was like in real life or if it was in like some other movie. Was it was it, probably have, Demolition Man. <laughs> have you seen the like YouTube? You'll see YouTube. The there's a product that you wear as like a backpack, and if you fall, it creates this little shell around you. <laughs> what? It's dude, you gotta look it up. It's crazy. Like I, I think it was a coworker who sent it to me. But Is this like an ass scene on TV thing? Maybe, but it's like in Europe. Maybe it's like uh, <laughs> so it's people just like pretending to fall backwards. And like they just like a little like kind of like interesting balloon pops out and like all around a, them. I wonder if that's an epidemic in Europe. Could be T- tumbling over backwards. People just listen. randomly falling. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I this is also where um, I I glossed over it, but this like during that car chase scene, like this is where Phoenix admits to having killed the that's right the thirty bus passengers. That's why they didn't show up on the, Stallone's thermal. Yeah. Reader, they were already dead. Underhanded. Yeah, I want to be like, yeah, whoever like put him in jail for that was that not a possibility? Like that a terrorist would yeah. have killed people ahead of time. You could you probably do an autopsy, yeah. um, figure it out. Um, and yeah, they, but then, they clearly didn't have Ben Matlock as their lawyer. Yeah. We need. So I was thinking about that too. We were talking about the uh, Jessica Fletcher Magnum PI. Mm-hmm. I feel like a. a a Magnum P.I., Jessica Fletcher, Matlock crossover. I don't that's, know if the world could handle that. That's a freaking A-team right there. Yeah. That's... Wow. I feel like Jessica Fletcher and uh, Magnum P.I. might butt heads a little bit because they're both Probably. like, you know, kind of like independently like. That's true. Doing their own things. But, uh, and like Matlock's like the guy who was also in Walker, Texas Ranger. He's like the nerdy guy from Die Hard. Like oh. he, he'd be kind of P.O. too because he's kind of like Matlock's one of his that's, like. Yeah, that's true. Private investigators. That's true. 
But I always like Matlock because uh, I just always assumed that he was a Braves fan working at a yeah Atlanta Georgia. I think or that's fair. Macon Georgia, wherever he was. Dude, Marcel. Yeah. That's a bummer. See, uh, he's a turd. Typical yeah. former Cardinal. I see. <laughs> <laughs> We, we knew what was going on, and we've sent him your way. Like, right. hey, you guys deal with this. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, back. Sorry, back to the movie. But this, uh, that next, you know, after the uh, after the car chase and the you know, um, Spartan gets saved by the foam encapsulation, whatever, and <laughs> um, then everybody from the underground comes and they're like, you know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna go after this. Basically, like a call to arms, and the police chief is still just all kinds of feisty about stuff, which I guess is fair whenever he drives through that, whatever display or the, the like the sign out front, like, <laughs> Hey, you know, you, you caused some damage here. Um, yeah. it's all good. But then Phoenix and his crew are in Cocteau's office. And this is where, like you said, Jesse shoots Cocteau and then they just toss him in that giant fire. Like, yeah. Like how did Cocteau not see that coming? That's oh the my most gosh. Ob- like that's the most obvious thing. Like, yeah, this yeah. guy can't kill you, but these other crazy killers. Yeah. Yeah, you needed to have a little better planning. Especially for, like, he set up this whole society with all these rules and things. So he's obviously a pretty sharp guy. Right. So, yeah, that's a big blind spot that you had there. Yeah, not smart. Um, also, did you have to bring back, like, a crazed killer to take out? I guess he didn't want to get I guess, yeah, I guess he probably did need someone to go down on her. Okay, so, yeah. Yeah. Forget Strike that from the record. <laughs> Stricken. Use take two. Scratch that. Um, but, the, yeah, so they, they do that. But then this is where, like, you know, again, good good old-fashioned Stallone movie at the end. It's like, all right, well, now we're going to have to raid the place here. So mm-hmm. good fight scenes. Even Sandy getting in on the fight scenes, too, doing, holding her own against uh, right. those guys that jump off of a balcony. And I, I'm, I feel like my knees would be shot jumping from that height. <laughs> I know. It just hurts, it's like, just, watching yeah, it. You got you to gotta at least do, like, the superhero landing or whatever where you do that yeah, knee down. Pound, yeah, you, like, <laughs> knee down, pound the ground. So then they find out, too. So once they get through the first level of bad guys, then they find out that he's about to thaw out another 80. Mm-hmm. Which I was a little, <clears throat> watching it this time, I guess I got a little confused because I felt like the police station and the cryo lab were the same place but apparently the cryo lab was at cocteau industries yes they're they are separate i ju- i don't know why i always thought that they was at the police station since they're at the beginning they're like oh here's you know the murder death kills are happening and they can see i don't know i, I guess it was just my own naive naiveness i think they like reference it that they're yeah well they have like a camera that can feed into it but i believe they uh it's set up like a because there's like that warden at the uh oh yeah it's like more of like a prison facility that's true okay that was my bad then but no i can see you making that so and then spartan does the i guess the chivalrous thing knocks sandy out because things are about to get bloody knocks her out but i what a gentleman (laughs) so he knocks her out and goes back to the car to put the beret on right and goes back in to go after phoenix like Hey, you're wasting a lot of time here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and then this whole final fight between the two of them, too. Like like I said, this was the first thing that I saw. And, you know, again, there's a lot of good stuff that they do. But this, like, that claw machine grabs Stallone and is, like, dragging him around. And then Phoenix is messing with him, like, shooting at him. And then just runs out of bullets. And Stallone figures his way out, like, just, you know. 
don't 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 do a Doctor Evil and like I'm just going to assume that they die or right. whatever and like just shoot him and you're done. This like end fight scene where they're like hand to hand fighting pretty much like it really reminds me of some of the Expendables oh, yeah. uh, like movie fights like with him and Van Damme and the second one. It oh, really yeah. feels like that fight. Like yeah, they seem very similar. But it's the same kind of thing. Like I don't know, it it holds up well. And again, the the nice thing is is obviously Stallone is obviously a physical specimen even at whatever 70 year old that he is the dude just doesn't stop and wesley snipes obviously is just as physically fit and like he t- I, I didn't realize you t- until you said that he was like he was a trained fighter or whatever so he's, yeah, he's like a black belt in whatever martial art they both you know they they do a fantastic job and then um you know at the end or whatever he's <laughs> he ends up freezing him with that I don't know, that weird little blue thing. I don't know what it is, yeah. but um, and then pulls a Jason X on him, like freezes him, and then <laughs> just knocks his head off. Heads up. <laughs> what is that? What did she or how does she put it to like in the going back to the Taco Bell scene where she's like, before the way before you engaged him physically, you had the time to do the little quip or whatever. This like <laughs> totally making fun of the fact that he always has a little quip before he yeah. kills somebody. It's like, <laughs> that's like a. Um, Hot fuzz, oh, too, yeah. where the guy like calls. He's like, Did you say chill out? Did you? <laughs> no, I forgot. Oh, you should have. You missed the piece earlier where I said the Japanese piece. is like, hey, playtime's over. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's exactly what I was about yep. to reference. <laughs> Do you ever fire your gun in the air and go, on? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man. But that's, uh, that's, that's pretty much fantastic. it. Then they, you know, Stallone given, you know, kind of a Rocky Four thing where he tries to save the world like hey what are we gonna do like you guys clean up you guys get a little dirty somewhere meet in the middle life will go on okay so the movie just kind of like abruptly ends it does yeah so you tell me what happens next like tomorrow what happens tomorrow <laughs> in this in this in world? this world tell me like stallone <laughs> just lives in this world now uh, yeah i mean pretty much because he, he and sandy are clearly about to go uh right hook up um, but I mean, like their whole way of life has been disrupted. Yeah. Well, and how many people don't know that their life has been disrupted? That too. And like, is this just is this just a L.A. area thing? Like, is the whole world under cocktail or cocktail cocktails? Cocktail. I mean, I feel like it's just that San Angeles area okay. that's under cocktails reach. I Means he's gonna like try to find his daughter. He's gonna eventually. He's gonna like. He's gonna have some downtime where he's gonna like you know go through this like state of depression after yeah. like, losing his w- wife and child. Maybe he'll start looking at for his daughter. But that was actually gonna be one of my questions: is like, how would you have a sequel from this movie? I mean, there are like, like there's he's gonna have some personal grief. Yeah, and maybe he, not. I mean, I he's he, he just seems like somebody that's really focused on his job. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like once he gets downtime, though, he's he's gonna be an yeah. he's gonna be a nightmare. Yeah, because you got to assume crime is not rampant because right. there wasn't it's, really any crime until Phoenix was thought out. He's going to need a good therapist, that's for sure. The rapist for 200. <laughs> <laughs> that's therapist Mr. Conry. <laughs> um, no, that's a good question because I didn't, I mean, it does. It just kind of seems yeah, like, it ends, and like, it's done. Happy ending. Yeah. Like, we were like, wait, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, like, this is maybe not. I have lots of questions. Because there's going to be, I'm thinking, because this is obviously nighttime when all this is happening. Yeah. And, like, several of the police commit murder death kills. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, are we still playing by those rules? Like, I don't think so. I think, you know, it's basically like Stallone is just like, hey, no, like, you guys get a little dirty, you guys get a little clean, and, uh, yeah, that's it, you know? That's right. It's, yeah. World peace. 
I would love to see a sequel. I would have loved if it ended with more of like a, if eyes can change and use can change, everybody's can change kind of thing. <laughs> I feel like it's very similar to that. Oh, man. Yeah, we definitely needed a sequel. I, I told you, I saw that they were supposed to be doing one and Snipes was supposed to be back, which I don't know Wait. how that. Yeah. So they're going to mess with the timeline then. Well, I don't know. Or if it's going to be like. His head knocked off. Clone, maybe. Oh, You could okay. do cloning if it's the future. You could definitely do cloning. But I just, I don't know. I, I don't know how that's going to jive. That's such an like, 80s like TV thing. They're like, ah, oh, you killed my clone. <laughs> yeah. Or like, my twin brother. That's, or like, uh, I've referenced it before. There's a It's a Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode where they do Lethal Weapon 5. And the one, I can't remember what, because they go back and forth. Like, Mac actually does blackface and, like, they make fun of him for doing oh, it. So, God. like, it's... It's totally like poking fun at, but anyway, then there's an episode later on where they do Lethal Weapon Six, and Charlie Day is like he has a blonde wig on, and he gets thrown out of a window in the fifth one, and so like the sixth one, he's like, "It was my twin brother that I was I did not know his was so it would totally be something oh, like yeah. that." Speaking of Lethal Weapon, did you notice that Lethal Weapon poster in uh, Huxley's office? Yeah, and uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers too. That's right, behind her desk. That's yeah, right. I did notice that, and it was signed. Some there was some oh. kind of a signature on it. I, I noticed. I couldn't make out what it was. Hopefully, it was Danny Glover. I wish. Not Mel Gibson. I'm too old for this. <laughs> Riggs, <laughs> suck an egg. <laughs> um, no, but man, I I'm glad that we got to talk about this. I know it was kind of like last minute planning, but this movie is just an absolute treat. Like, I will acknowledge it's not like a you know like a cinema classic. But man, like I've said it, I think we may have had a similar opinion. You'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like not too long ago we were talking about our favorite Stallone movies, and like he's, yes. you know, he is Rocky, obviously, but right, like this is my favorite Stallone movie. I think it's yeah, I'm I am a huge fan of this. I'm I've always been a sucker for the Rocky movies. I've talked about this before. Like I, uh, the Rocky, well, not all of them, but yeah. I like. Like I would put Demolition Man over Rocky two, three, and five for sure. Um, definitely over five. I, yeah, this, I, I love this movie. Um, we'll talk about rankings obviously here in a little bit. And it's just, it's one that I don't, I, I don't want to say I forget about throwing it in because I still watch it ever so often, but I don't throw it on enough. I think it's so I, it's, I'm going to personally challenge myself to watch it more frequently. Cause even my wife was like, you've never really talked about this one. And I just always assumed it would be one that she wasn't really into, but she's like, this is kind of interesting and entertaining like yeah I, I dig it it's a great flick i feel like in ways it's way ahead of its time and yes it's just a fun like they had a, did a great job of like sandra's like a great addition to the cast and, yes i mean even just like rob schneider just like dumb little mm-hmm. cast and like and benjamin bratt's good but he essentially does nothing right dennis larry was good casting yep. like wesley snipes is an awesome villain yeah yeah they just yeah it was like it was the perfect storm for like a little dumb fun movie. It's like a perfect it's it's I mean it's definitely like an 80s movie. Like oh, yeah. it's 100% an 80s movie, but definitely. There's a little bit cuz obviously it's 93, so you know, a few years into the night. So there's some 90s aspects of it and I think that's why it's so fun cuz it's like it's clearly still in that vein of like renegade cop, you know, mm-hmm. going in, getting yelled at by the chief commissioner or whatever but like there's just aspects of it too i just yeah it's it's a sleeper i feel like it's a sleeper hit in the stallone collection amen to that i feel like he was like yeah i'm thinking about doing a sequel to 
to this movie to Demolition Man, and then that ended up becoming The Expendables. I feel Could like, be. I feel like it's like so close to that. Yeah. It's in that same. Uh, and God bless Stallone for keep bringing these franchises up too. Like sometimes it doesn't work, admittedly, but yeah. I don't know. I feel like the Rocky Balboa movie was awesome. Gosh, those like yeah, I like I will go out and admit it. Like I've never been like a huge Stallone fan. Mm-hmm. I've always liked some of his movies, but I've never like. I mean, I think Rambo's only okay. Yeah. They're, most of the Rocky movies are pretty good. Yeah. But I've never been like I've I've always been more of like an Arnold guy yeah. growing up and stuff. But like, yeah, there's like this like those Rocky movies he continued to make got good. We got better and like the even the newer Rambo movies I enjoy. Yep. And then Demolition Man and like then you kind of like appreciate Tango and Cash and like you kind of go back. And you're Cobra. Like, Man, Cobra definitely. And you told me the and you're the one that told me about Nighthawks. Uh, oh God, Nighthawks is awesome. It's, I was, t- I was, t- I literally I was talking with my wife about this yesterday. We were driving around and talking about this movie. I was like, I didn't realize how big of a Stallone fan I was until I got older. I know. You like go back and watch his stuff and you're like, man, he is actually really awesome. It's kind of like whatever the conversation we had about Kurt whenever you, you and I first met. Like, yeah, what are your favorite movies? I named like six Kurt. You're like, oh, you're, you're a Kurt Russell fan too. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess, I yeah. guess so. Yeah. I guess I am. How about that? <laughs> how about that? Yeah, I just, Kurt's such a weird one because, like, yeah, like, especially Tombstone, he just doesn't. It seems he's just like a cowboy. Like, doesn't seem like Kurt Russell. Yeah. And, like backdraft and like, even like the thing is like he just, he just becomes those characters. Oh yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Oh hey, we got a shoot. What was my? I had a tie back to kind of back to Kurt. Oh yeah, I remember what it was. So the voice of the computer mm-hmm. in this movie. You know, like when it would tell you, like, the location of whatever, yeah. the murder, death, kills, and whatever people, was Adrian Barbeau. Oh. Who was the former Mrs. Uh, John Carpenter. I did not know that. And also was the female computer voice in The Thing. Remember when he's playing chess? Yeah. Kurt, Kurt's playing chess again. That's Adrian Barbeau as well. So. I did not know that. And obviously Escape from New York. That's right. And starred in Escape from New York. Wow. How about that? And the... What's that... What's that race movie? Oh man, with like Dom DeLuise and oh, Cannonball uh, Run. Cannonball Run, yeah. yeah. Also, Adrian Barbones <laughs> and that. I enjoy uh, hearing that. How about that? I did not realize that. Yeah. So, should we talk about MVPs? Yeah, I was going to say because we covered like the questions that I had, we kind of talked about during the uh, discussion of the movie. So, I, like, it's obviously, you know, big Stallone fan, like I said, but I got to say, this movie, like, Wesley Snipes is the MVP. He is, he is having a blast. He is over the top. He is <laughs> no pun intended. Exactly. <laughs> but no, I I was going back and forth on this, but I feel like Snipes is like the the hands down MVP for me. Good. Since you went Snipes, I'm gonna go Sandra B. Mm. Sandy B. That's two for you. She's so great in this movie. Have I picked her before? Oh I, yeah, I, I picked her in speed. speed. Yeah, I picked her with speed. Why well, I was actually gonna go. Wesley, cause, oh. but I don't want to be, I don't want to agree. That's okay. I don't want to be agreeable because I think <laughs> I want to be difficult. I think Sandra's just as good though. I mean, I think they're both deserving. Yeah. Sandy does, a, she does a really good job because this could have been, I don't know the best way to put it. Like this totally could have been like a really awkward and forgettable performance and like super lame. Yeah. But she does a really good job and obviously she's a, you know, fantastic performer any and, and a lot of the stuff she's been in but 
she does a really good job of making it like legit. It seems like not like a joke or yeah, she, you know, she, haha. She really shines. I think that's like a good way to put it. Like she like she could have been like the Terry Hatcher character in Kingdom yeah, Cash. Exactly. She just like was essentially just like a throw in right. character and she like makes it her own. I feel like I'm assuming that her part got bigger as uh, you know, the writers kinda like worked with her and or yeah. the director worked with her and yeah, she's fantastic. Agreed. Very strong. But I agree, Wesley Snipes is also yeah, super, he's, he's awesome super awesome. Great bad guy. All right. Um, you ready for, I got a couple questions. Okay, yeah. Okay, so if we were to... Well, I, got, I can go two ways about this. First, okay, I'll do it this way. First, I'm going to give you some actors. Okay. And you tell me who would be... Who would you prefer if these actors had been cast in the uh, Stallone role? So okay. John Spartan. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to give you some options here and you think about them. Okay. All right. Okay, so in the Stallone role, we have Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. as an option, Chuck Norris mm-hmm. as John Spartan, Denzel Washington, and Nicolas Cage. Given this, like, given the same mood of this film, mm-hmm. who's your. So, gut reaction is Arnold, for sure. Like, Arnold could. Handle the the puns, the one liners, the the physicality. Right. Um, I like. Okay, so Chuck Norris. I, I'm just gonna say this is not a good actor. Yeah, he's like, and he's like too, like he's like too small budget '80s yeah. guy. Like, I yeah. like Chuck Norris. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I like stuff that he's in, but he's not like a powerhouse actor for me and a, a huge box office draw. Right. Nicholas Cage, I think, could have been interesting, and this was before he really took off with some of the stuff that he did in the '90s. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have been interested to see what Denzel would have done. Like, I'm that's an interesting one that you threw out there. I feel like he definitely could do it. I don't think he's really been in a role where that's the type of character he's played. Like, he's had like sarcastic roles before, and he obviously could handle it. I just, I don't know. That that'd be interesting. But of those four, I would say Arnold would be my top choice. Good choice. I feel like yeah. I feel like my brain says Arnold, but like. For whatever reason, I feel like Nicolas Cage would have really worked in this. And it would have been too. like it would have been a little like zanier. But for some reason, I can like picture Nicolas Cage like pulling this off, like face off Nicolas Cage. Ka- yeah, right. Kind of like in that. You know, like yeah. Yeah. Eight millimeter, like that mm-hmm. type of that type. Okay. Now flip side. Who would you? I'm gonna give you some options. Okay. I've already ruined one of them because I already told you about Fair the Jackie Chan thing, but. Um, who who would be Snipes given these guys? So let's say you you're you're locked into Arnold. Yes. Okay. Now here's your villain role. Here's your Simon Phoenix options. So I already gave away the Jackie Chan connection, but right. he's one of them. Gary Busey, uh, John Travolta, Tommy Lee Jones, or also Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> um. That's a yeah. That's another interesting crew. Um. I honestly, I feel like Nick Cage would have done a good job with with the Phoenix role. Um, I Tommy Lee Jones. I don't want to see Tommy Lee Jones as a bad guy. I think I, that yeah. I think that's part of my my issue with that. I, I think he would do a good job. I just I don't like seeing him as a bad guy. Yeah, he's not a Simon Phoenix. I like seeing him as a grizzled like, basically like a old but like he, like he is in men in black like I, right. whatever i'm too old i'm too old for this kind of stuff so yeah i think i think nick cage that would have been an interesting schwarzenegger and cage in 
Demolition Man would have been interesting. That would have been good. I'm going to go with uh, Gary Busey. So I'm going to take Nick Cage against Gary Busey as my Spartan, Spartan Phoenix fight. I'm gonna th- I want to throw Which one out to sounds you. Sounds crazy. I want to throw one out to you that was like totally not on my radar and probably wouldn't have been at this point. What if it was Chris Tucker? Chris Tucker. As, Chris Tucker as uh, River Phoenix. Yeah. Or River Simon, Phoenix. Yeah, as River Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I feel like I feel like Chris Tucker Simon. would have been uh, like he is in the, like the Fifth Element or whatever. Oh man, I don't know. I don't think I, he he doesn't have the chops like yeah. like. It Wesley would be Snipe, less physical. He'd be funny, but like Wesley Snipes would be funny and also beat the crap out of you. Yeah, like, I don't think Tucker okay. could pull I just, it off. I, like I randomly, his name came up because we were talking about something today, and I was like, I'm just gonna throw that out there. I, have you seen uh, Money Talks with Chris mm-hmm. Tucker and Charlie Sheen? Mm-hmm. It's a very like underrated, like kind of like yeah, solid flick. I agree. Randomly. All right, so yeah, and then I was just gonna like put it out to you if you had like someone that you also would. Just put in those roles, but Chris Tucker. I, I, I just, it was one that I feel, at least with the funny, haha, like quips and line delivery, I think he could have done it, but it would not have been as convincing physically. And like, I'm in I, no way, shape, or form, let's just say it was Stallone and Chris Tucker. Like, in no way do I think that Chris Tucker would ever hold a candle yeah. to Stallone or, or Schwarzenegger. I think we all know who would have been maybe like a step above. Stallone in this film so I didn't put him as an option but can you envision Kurt Russell being uh, being John Spartan I could yeah I think like I'm super biased obviously but I get like a you know like a Stargate Mm kind of but like also like a little funnier yeah I mean he could definitely have done it I'm basically like a Gabriel Cash. I bet he could do like yeah, some a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. I agree. Yeah, Kurt obviously. I mean, Kurt it would enhance. He would have been about great. Any movie. He would have been great. Yeah. Dang. That would man. That would have been a good movie for Kurt. Yeah. That's too bad. This movie's also fantastic. Obviously. I'm just you know I like Kurt way better than Stallone, but you know. I understand. Okay, should we talk uh, rankings? Yeah. So, I've got my list up here. Let me see. This is our 18th film. <clears throat> That's a lot. We're almost at 20. We got to do a special movie for 20. I think I think we talked about some. I'm. I think you guys are gonna like what we have lined up for 20. I think. I and by so. I think yeah. I know. Yeah, and if you don't like it, then I can tell we will you th- both come to your house. <laughs> <laughs> and I will come to kick your house. Rocks. And cut you. <laughs> we'll cut you. Um. So this is probably not going to shock you. It's actually tied for the other Stallone movie on my list. Tango and Cash? Tango and Cash. I'm going to give it a 5.6 oh. as well. And I'm going to put Demolition Man just below Tango and Cash simply for the Kurt factor. That's, uh, that's a good call. Let me update the rankings here. Demo so, Man. So I think it would be 8 on my list now. I got you down at 8. Yep. yep. You said 5.6? 5.6. Man, that's funny. They are very similar movies to me, Tank on Cash and Demolition Man. Like I obviously there's some difference in violence, I guess, kind of, but <laughs> it's yeah, I I feel like they're very similar in terms of like how much I enjoy them, how much fun I have watching them, and obviously they both have their faults and flaws, but I just I could throw those on anytime and watch them and just have fun with it. I'm with you. So I kind of forgot that we both had Tango and Cash at a 5.6 on the Rick oh, show. Yeah. 
So I actually am also, I had actually already done this even before you gave your ranking, Ooh. so it's really weird. I gave Demolition Man a 5.6. Hot damn. Which tied with both Tango and Cash and Great Outdoors. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to put Demolition Man in the middle. I'm going to put Great Outdoors on top. Okay. Demolition Man is my middle and Tango and Cash barely underneath it. Fair enough. Just because I, uh, like, um, I had watched Demolition Man way more times than Tango and Cash. So it's a little bit more nostalgic That's for fair. me. That's fair. Even though Tango and Cash has Kurt. But cash and tango, tango, tango and cash. cash. I mean, looking at my list, it's just it's getting ridiculous now because like, I mean, tango and cash coming to America, like both of those aren't even in my top ten now. It's like, it's this is this is ridiculous. Like, this I was is, gonna it's say so tough to break in. Predator and the Great Outdoors is outside of my top ten. I know it's like this is tough, man. I'm it's okay with tough. I'm okay with most of the rest of them not being in my top ten, but yeah. It feels strange to have Coming to America and Tango and Cash out. Prince of Thieves, Speed, I, I kind of see those. Like, Man, even Reservoir Dogs, That's like, I've always loved that movie. It just, it's like, it's at 16. Yeah. That's, it's weird for me. I we I, I was talking with my dad about it because we, we covered it. My dad was like, I don't know if I've ever really seen that one. I was like, I, I have to be in a mood with Reservoir Dogs. We've yes, talked about that certainly before. certainly do. Yeah, you certainly. Like when I get in those like Quentin Tarantino moods. Yeah. I always saw that one on. We actually bought, um, we went to the resale shop over by the grocery store not too far away from here, and I got the uh, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves VHS. Oh, yeah, this baby. This weekend. Nice. So I need to see if the Brian Adams music yeah, video is on there. I hope so, because I will come over and watch it. Absolutely. I was going to tell you something now. I've like totally forgotten what I was going to tell you. What was it about? What was it about? What were we just talking about? I don't remember, but um, I did have a story for you I was going to share. Top 10. No. Coming to America. I lost it already. 5.6. On the Richter scale. Reminder, 6.9 on the Richter scale is a perfect score. And there's only been one 6.9 we so only far. Ha- yeah, we only have one so far. And it's my major league. You're close with Batman at 6.5. Yeah. I've Like I said, cards on the table. There's one 6.9 movie for me. We'll cover it eventually. You're only, you're, only, you're only have one? I'm only going to have one. i got to set the bar somewhere. I have multiple. I have, I gotta, I'd have. i probably go, I'd probably have 10 that are like A plus, pluses. I have to I have to redeem myself after being generous with Roger Rabbit initially. <laughs> Just for the record, you have you have a better rating for Roger Rabbit than I do. I know. You're at 2.8, I'm at 2.7. There's still, <laughs> there's, there's still that nostalgia piece of it that I loved it as oh, a kid too. God. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, my story. Yes. So I went to Hy-Vee real quick. Uh, while I was picking up dinner and I was like getting a, grabbing a couple of drinks, whatever. And there is a guy at the cash register talking to the employees. Like he's already paid just, you know, like just being like a little overly friendly, but yeah. he was a dead ringer for Lewis Tolley. Really? And for you folks at home, that's the Rick Moranis character from mm. Ghostbusters. Yeah. So I'm back there getting my drinks and I just hear him. Yeah. So me and my mom, <laughs> we've, <laughs> we have our, we have our accounts link, you know, sometimes. Oh my God. I mean, he sounds just, he sounds just like him. I, at this point, I can't even see him. But he's just like, yeah, so we have our, like, our, our accounts link because, you know, she likes to shop at nine. I like to shop. But, like, just all this, like, unnecessary information. I'm just picturing him talking to Sigourney Weaver yeah. while this is going and on. And this, like, hy guy is just like, yep, okay. Like, yep, all, all right. Like, 
<laughs> and then finally he's like getting ready to leave. I come up to the store and like, he's got, I mean, he doesn't look like Marianas. He's got like pretty like crazy hair and stuff, yeah. but he's like leaving and he's, he's like, well, yeah, I hope it doesn't rain. <laughs> like he like, he just like, will not stop talking. <laughs> and the heavy guys is like, yep, yep. I, I'm with you. You're like, oh. he's like, yeah, I mean like, you know, the weather guys say it's going to rain, but I mean like one of those guys ever, right? And like, <laughs> and like, they were like, no one laughed and he's like, all right, I guess I'll be seeing you. And it's like, took off and I was, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that, that guy could have been in Ghostbusters. I recorded a workout, played it back at twice the speed, got a great workout. You want to come over for a mineral water? Yeah, we got them set up with a Roth IRA. <laughs> this is Ted and Annette Fleming. God, yeah, I, I thank heard you. that voice. I was just like, oh my God. I'm I went, so glad you shared that. Thank you. I was like, I thought about like recording it on my phone, but I was like, I was too slow. I was just like, oh, I had a drink in my hand. I was like, oh yeah. my God, dead ringer. All right, you want to talk about next week? Let's talk about next week. You want to consult the the Holy Handbook? Let's pull out the Bible. We got. I got a little Not positive. The real Bible, right? The, the, the movie Bible, the greatest book of movies listed in the world, allegedly Bible. I got. I told you, I got some positive feedback on how we landed Good. on on Good. this week. So I got a ton of. I didn't talk about it, but we have. A, I got a ton of positive feedback about Great Outdoors. It's probably the live recording. I it's, bet that's what it was. It must be, but like, I mean, I had several people text me and like, kind of. Saying they liked it, but my sister especially, like she was all in. Obviously, we watched that a ton. I told yeah. you, I told you how we made the VHS successful. So I mentioned that too in our Instagram post that your family should be responsible yeah, we for that get too. Some residuals. And I was gonna say your your sister. I noticed commented, you know, on our post like how much she enjoyed it, and oh. she she took a stance and said she liked Lady in Water and the Village. Yeah, I told her I was like I was kind of like you know what I can kind of see how some people could like get behind the village because it you know people yeah. that like those swerve endings even though it was sold to me as something different which is kind of why i don't like it but mm-hmm. lady in the water i just feel like has yeah. zero redeeming qualities i like, couldn't do it but i told her you know i if for there's a key for every lock there and is that's right i'm a big wild wild west fan i'm aware that uh yeah, i'm, I'm in the minority <laughs> i actually know two other people that love that movie just as much as i do yeah there's and we're all the same age, so it's not shocking. One man's trash is another man's treasure. That's right. So hey, more, more power women's. to you, Doctor Hightower. That's right. She's she just got published somewhere too, so she's like super big time so now. There's two of you in the family that are published now. She's that's right. That's right. So wait, were you the first one that was published though? I beat her to- totally. Beat her. Do I you mean, rub it in? Oh, I would. No, but because <laughs> mine means nothing, and hers is like it's not you true. Know, like academically, how, how else? That is spo- true. We are using it for this. I was gonna say, how else are we supposed to decide what we're gonna That's watch right. next week? And I have sold some some of these. I saw like uh, the UK. I have sold some books in the UK. Hey. And I, there's like another like random country that like I bought one. That someone bought Liechtenstein. It might have been Liechtenstein. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Hightower has some family there, I believe. So that's probably why. There you go. I can't remember. It was like just a random that's country. Awesome. Yeah. So like, because like it'll show you on Amazon, like who's who's bought or whatever. International but flavor over here. International bookseller, <laughs> Mr. Hightower. We have. I have nothing to bring to the table here. I Reno. have an internet radio show. Reno Hightower. I used to listen to your internet radio show when you oh, were in yeah. college. That's right. I'd be putting in the late hours at the sports facility I ran, and mm-hmm. you'd send me the link. I was all in there. Good times, man. Good times. All right. So you want to, how we want to do it? You want to pick a year? You want to. Well, I was going to say, I saw, I, I guess we kind of collaborated. So how about, so let's see, episode 20, we've already talked about, which we're not going to spoil that. In the year 2000. <laughs> let's do, what do you got for, 
Let's keep it in the 90s. One more week here at least. All right. Let me flip to the 90s area. How about 1998? 1998. I was a freshman in high school. Or maybe that was 97. I don't remember. I was a young high schooler. You said 98? 1998. Let's go with that. Okay. Well, we've already watched my favorite movie of 98, which is The Big Lebowski. Mm -hmm. But we do have some other gems in here. Weird. I also, strangely enough, I kind of like ripped my fifth favorite movie last week, I think. The Man of the Iron Mask. Oh. <laughs> I, oh, that was in our bonus podcast. Yeah. I said how I liked the three, the three Musketeers uh, better. Yes. Which I do. Yes. Okay, so I'll even give you some of Luke's options, too, if we okay. want to expand this thing. But uh, All right, so we got The Wedding Singer, mm -hmm. which we have actually kind of already talked about a little bit. We have Basketball, <sighs> the creators of South Park. Mm -hmm. We have The Water Boy, The Man of the Iron Mask. Watched Water Boy today. Really? It was on TV. Vicky Van and Cole. <laughs> uh, so here, I'll jump over to Luke's page, too, to give some more options. Saving Private Ryan. You've Got Mail. Armageddon. What in the world? Oh, yeah. The Truman Show and Can't Hardly Wait. Holy cow. Wow. I feel like uh, that was like a DVD everyone owned. So I don't know. Uh, gosh. We, can, we can go a different year, too, if you're not feeling those. I'm not sure that I'm feeling those. But I was going to say, the I only reason... I ruin the, like, the it's okay. format we Hey, no, already. it's okay, because this it's supposed to be organic, so if we're not feeling it... Yeah. Last week, Demolition Man spoke to us. Yeah, it did. Okay, let me let, let me jump back a year. The only reason I would say Waterboy is so I'd have a chance to actually talk about Jerry Reed. <laughs> Jerry Reed. He's the coach, right? Oh, the yeah. opposing coach? Oh, yeah. I was watching a movie with Jerry Reed in it. It's free on YouTube. If you ever want... What is it? If you ever want to watch a movie that my wife absolutely hates, I mean, just cannot stand, it's called Gator. Gator. Burt Reynolds directed it. Oh, I think I've like heard of this. It is not good, but Gator. I love it. Have you ever heard of Albino Gator? I have not. Is it Albino Alligator or the Albino movie? Gator? Yeah, it's a movie. No. It's got like Viggo Mortensen, like... Uh, Oh boy, I'm like already forgetting who's in it. I had no. This Skeet is Skeet Ulrich. Totally. It's a ran Oh, Gary Sinise. Oh. Very random flick that uh my buddy Luke was in, like randomly rented one time from the video store in Interesting. town. Interesting. Oh, it was pretty good. Okay, so I just went back a year. Just okay. Ninety nine because I wasn't feeling him. And I stumbled upon number three, the Mummy. Oh, we have talked about doing We've that. Talked one about doing the Mummy. I think it's a good. You think you think the time is right? I think so. Here, let me give you my... I, <laughs> I want to hear. I have to like read this because I take it like a it's shot a, it's at... It's a preview. <laughs> it's a, here's a preview and a shot at Brendan Fraser. I'm sorry, Brendan. <laughs> All right, so number three, The Mummy. Hopefully, this is the only Brendan Fraser movie to make the list. Oh, wow. <laughs> this was a really fun movie. It's kind of silly at times, but a great popcorn movie. Saw this at the IMAX theater in Branson, Missouri. Oh, wow. So, I won't spill too much info, but yeah, so... If you're cool with the mummy, let's do the mummy. I absolutely am. I can tell you one person at home is going to be real fired up about that. Miss, she she loves it. Mrs. Cash yeah. is a mummy. I'm, I'm a, oh, I mean, and Papa Cash, too, actually. Great. I'm it's a, a it's a family, well, family. The three of us enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah, it's good times. I'm going to make uh, Mrs. Hightower watch it, too. I feel like she probably hasn't seen it. It's been, it's probably been a year since we watched it, but yeah, good call. No, that's. I, I picked up this, like, three-disc set from a uh, lady at work that was selling, like, all these, like, Blu-rays Blu for mm -hmm. like a buck and I was like dude sweet the mummy like awesome. returns like and the third one I've Come never in. seen the third one 
I got them all. The third one introduces The Rock as the Scorpion King, I believe. Oh, I thought that was the, the or maybe sec- the second one. Yeah, second one does the Scorpion King. Maybe one. that's what it was. Because okay. the second one has one of my favorite parts in movie history, actually. The second one does. Yeah. So the end where they're fighting and Brendan Fraser stabs The Rock with that rod or whatever. It's like totally delayed, and I don't know why. But then the dude that plays the mummy like comes out of nowhere and like comes down, and he's like, "No!" It's just like this dramatic. Nice. It cracks me up every time. Um, no, I'm yeah, that's, I'm, I'm I'm definitely good with the mummy for next week. Let's do it. I was not going into this evening. I would have never guessed we would talk about the mummy. That's I love what, this organic. I do too. I'm a big fan. All right, from 1999. 1999. The mummy. Cool. All right. Anything else you'd like to share or no, say? No, I think uh, I think we covered most everything, man. It's uh, another fun one this week, and we'll we'll do it again next week. Sounds good. All right. Adios, peeps. Later. Welcome to Taco Bell. Enjoy your meal, sir. Garden in the valley. Valley of the jolly green giant. Good things from the garden. Garden in the valley. Valley of the jolly green giant. Take that. Well. Bye.